another episode of the Beulah Girl podcast. For links, related resources, and even more encouragement, visit BeulahGirl.com. Hey guys, it's Susie Lolly. I'm here with the lovely Carol Whitaker from BeulahGirl.com, and we're here tonight with another podcast episode talking about the series we've been continuing this whole month, What Happens When We Believe God's Words Are True. And um, as we come into the Christmas season, what better time than to believe? You see everywhere people saying, believe in Santa. Well, <laughs> Santa's not real. Don't let your children hear that. I hope you muffled that in the car. But anyway, um, he's not real, but we serve a God who is. And tonight's talk takes a little bit of a different turn. We're going to talk about celebration. Carol, do you love your birthday as much as I love mine? I used to love my birthday, but now it just reminds me of of getting older. But I love to be celebrated, and yes. I love gifts. Yes. But I don't love the older part. I know. Sometimes, too, I'm like, okay, this is for the birds. Um, but it's so exciting. Like, we were talking about people who aren't into celebrations as much. And it can just be really, I don't know, I love it. Like you said, I love when they're like, Susie, I did this for you. Here's an unexpected gift. And you know what? My favorite are actually late birthday presents. Because, you know, you thought everything was over and this person's like, oh, my gosh, I forgot to give you this $20 gift card. You're like, yes, (laughs) the Lord is on my side. And so um, celebrations are part of what makes this season the season. It's a part of what makes life worth living. And God was all about celebrations. They had feasts all the time in the Bible. Um, That's one of the best things, I guess, about being in the Jewish faith is all the feasts you get to have. (laughs) I already feast too much. much, That would not be good for me. Um, but tonight we're just going to talk about celebration as part of the, the Luke story, the story where, you know, my favorite version of it, honestly, is when Linus comes out on the stage and says he can tell Charlie Brown what Christmas is really all about. And he begins to read, uh, to quote the Christmas story from Luke 2. So we could read that whole scripture or they could just watch Charlie Brown. But I want you to just tell us about where this whole series came from. And it was actually a certain verse out of Luke chapter 2. Right. So we are talking about celebrations, but there are a lot of reasons we can celebrate. But what we see in the Bible is that particularly emphasis in celebration is celebrating the goodness of God. Yeah. And celebration after God performs some kind of mighty work. And so that's kind of more the angle we're going to be taking, not just, you know, there are a lot of reasons we can celebrate. But in Scripture, it all points back to the goodness of God. But when I was trying to come up with, first of all, this whole series was birthed out of this passage that we're going to be using tonight, and in particular, a verse from Luke 2. Um, but I was, you know, trying to come up with, it started with me just trying to come up with a Christmas themed post. And so I was just reading the Christmas story in Luke, and nothing was really happening. It was like, no fireworks (laughs) no fireworks it was like nothing no sparks going off in my brain it was just like dead and I was like okay what you know and so I just kind of started praying you know Lord what is it you want me to see here what what can I write about because there's so many directions that you could go I've written about you know Christmas themed post before so I've written a, a lot about the wise men yeah. and I was thinking please Lord I love the wise men <laughs> but if I go in that direction again people on my blog are gonna think that you know let's can we do something new this year and um anyway as I was asking him to help me kind of see in particular what he wanted me to see I I rested my um kind of eyes rested on this you know, I was reading some commentary and, and my eyes kind of rested on this one verse 
which is from Luke 2.20. It says, The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they have been told. And their reaction really highlights a major reason we celebrate in our faith is, as I kind of mentioned before, when God does something on our behalf, but really specifically when he does what he says that he's going to do. If you notice in that verse, they're glorifying and praising God because they saw what they had been told they would would see, which we'll be talking about more in a minute. But the angels told them, Messiah has been born, you know, wonderful, wonderful day here go and see and they saw exactly what they had been told and that is the reason that they were praising so i was like that's that's really cool because i've never really seen that connection in that verse before Mm -hmm. and this was of course before this whole series of god's words are true was birthed but it started here and then the very next day i was listening to the joy fm which i don't always listen to it's kind of my alternate christian radio station (laughs) Um, the fish is kind of number one on our, you know, uh, but I do like the Joy FM as well. And I was listening and they had an interview with Matt Marr, Christian songwriter, singer. And he was uh, basically just explaining his Christmas album. And they were walking, he was walking through, like talking about his thought process for some of his songs, which is interesting to me because I love hearing about like how people get ideas right. because I'm a music person have um, you know tried my hand at some writing of some songs they've never actually been you know like put to music but lyrics and then of course I write you know as a blogger so I was interested as he was talking about the process but he he wrote a song called always carry you and he get, pitched the idea to Amy Grant. He wanted her to sing it. Yeah. Which is funny. She was like my favorite singer like in the She's 80s. the original Christmas album yeah. singer. <laughs> and he was a little nervous because she's... The song is from Mary's perspective. Yeah. Like when Mary receives news that she's going to um, birth the Messiah. And then, you know, just the thought processes and what that must have been like. You know, she has already kind of done that, right? She's... So, Breath of Heaven. Yeah. Breath of Heaven. Um, but he had a different song and this song is um, a little bit different but there's one line they play the song after they interviewed him and there's one line in the song that just says I will not be afraid all your words are true and and it's the line of the course but it's it's talking about Mary accepting what the Lord told her mm-hmm. saying you know be be as it what does she say um, let it be as you have said to me or whatever she says and it's just this idea of I'm going to walk into what you have for me. I'm going to accept that you're impregnating me with the Holy Spirit. Yes, it doesn't really make sense. Yes, it's going to be tough and hard. But I'm not, I will not be afraid. All your words are true. And there's just a connection between that I kind of saw between the verse in Luke 2.20 about, you know, the truth of God's words that were told to the shepherds and how they glorified and praised him. And then again, how here in the song, you know, we just have this this same idea of Mary believing God's words were true and, and just the beauty of it. And so from hearing that song and then looking at the verse, it was like kind of, I just kind of got this idea of like, I want to do a series on looking at different individuals in the Bible when they receive God's words mm-hmm. and how they react. And so it's been kind of this I think a really cool series. Yeah. Susie, you've done the last two with me 
we talked about Zechariah, started off with Hezekiah. Yeah. And it's just been cool to see how different people, you know, they react and what we can learn from their reactions. Um, and so, you know, we are going to be looking at one more group of people tonight. A group. We've been looking at individuals the past ones, but we're going to be looking at the shepherds. So. So as we look at the shepherds, and I love, um, I know there are times I've gotten up to speak or I've heard a preacher get up to speak and say, well, I had this message laid out, but I feel God changing my heart. And so actually our outline that we went over tonight is not what you're going to be talking about, but you have some points that you really feel like God has laid on your heart. So I'm going to let you surprise me with them too. So what's the first thing that you wanted that you really took out of this passage that you wanted to um, share? Right. So just so you know about me and Susie, um, <laughs> Susie is a little better at winging things than I am. <laughs> I, I try to be the planner, but this message is one that, yeah, it was, it's still kind of coming together. So I was literally like coming up with the points this afternoon before we're meeting. So I changed things up a little bit and I'm still kind of formulating in my head. So, um, but I want to read from Luke um, 2 um, a little bit just what happens in the story, but just to kind of give you the context the shepherds are engaging in their nightly duties they're out watching sheep um, there's nothing out of the ordinary happening and all of a sudden they are interrupted and an angel appears to them and the angel says do not be afraid i bring you good news that will cause you great joy for all the people today in the town of david a savior has been born to you he is the messiah the lord this will be a sign to you you will find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger and that's verses 10 through 12. So then a host of angels appear, they praise and sing God. And when the angels leave the shepherds, it says um, that this is what they say. Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about the child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. Um, it is at this point in the story that we get to verse 20, which I just mentioned, where this whole series centers around the shepherds return glorifying, praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. So I want to just uh, point out a couple things about this particular passage, and I put it in context so you know everyone would kind of understand. So the first thing that really stands out to me as far as we're talking about celebration um, is that first of all number one is we praise him for his good works what we see in this passage is that the shepherds celebration is um, for what God has done but even before the shepherds are celebrating we see that the angels are celebrating but what they're celebrating about is that there has been a promise of Messiah oh, yeah. for years and years and years and years. And the angels arrive on the scene and announce, you know, they are, um, well, first one angel appears and then a host and they're singing glory to God in the highest. Um, I didn't read that part, but, you know, it's from that passage. Glory to God in the highest. And they're praising God for what he alone could do in bringing the Messiah to save um, humanity from their sins right. to bridge the gap between um, God and humanity so they're praising and the shepherds um, when it says in the passage that they are glorifying and praising God what we see is they're glorifying and praising but why are they praising for all the things that they had seen and heard mm -hmm. so just like um, 
the the um, angels, the shepherds, they had been told by the angels to go and see the infant, the Messiah. They go and see, and then they praise God because of the miracle of the angels appearing, the miracle of the Messiah. They would have been aware of all those prophecies. And their praise comes as a result of what they have seen and heard. So it comes in response to God's amazing you know, works. And it, it just got me thinking about celebration is, you know, again, as I said, we can celebrate for a lot of reasons, but here we see in the passage celebration because of the works of God for doing what we could never do on our own. And those are going to be the best kinds of celebrations because it's, I'm celebrating something life changing, not that I got a present, <laughs> although that's also fun. But um, the best kinds of celebrations are the ones where we're I guess just exuberant over God doing something life-changing and this certainly would have been that for them. So what else did you get out of the passage? So the second I think point that I want to point out is this I'm borrowing from I was kind of looking at um, celebration and praise in a Bible dictionary because it it lists like different passages a definition and um, so I'm borrowing this from a Bible dictionary I looked up but praise is a witness to others and I never really thought about it in these terms, but our celebration can be a witness to other people. For instance, the angels, when they were praising and celebrating, right, they were they were serving as a witness to God's good works, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they were witnessing it and they were proclaiming it. And so the shepherds heard what they were saying. They took off they went to go see it for themselves and then the shepherds also um went around telling other people what they had seen and returned glorifying praising god their praise is also a witness um to others um now it doesn't tell us specifically um what exactly they were doing when they went around town it says that they were glorifying praising after they returned right but they were sharing with others the goodness of God and I never really thought about it but when we praise him we witness to others because we tell of his goodness and other people outside of the faith might be like hmm well you know um, I might just be interested in going to go see for myself what that's about or for people within the faith might you know be encouraged if they're like down in the faith or whatever and there is kind of this circular the shepherds responded to the angels praising and then were kind of their curiosity was piqued and they were told about that and they were they went to go see for themselves and then when they saw for themselves then they praised and now today we're reading about this account years later and they're serving as a witness to us yeah and so similarly in our own lives whatever we experience as far as what god does for us when we tell others our praise of God um, in the event is is a witness to other people. And I thought that was just a really cool way of looking at what they're doing here. I've said many times from the stage when I was leading worship, I'm not doing that right now, but I've said many times that people don't want what you have if you act miserable. If you act like Eeyore, which I do love Winnie the Pooh, but Eeyore is kind of depressing. And I don't think people are going to want it if you're not having kind of a celebratory personality. And so, um, and I know not everybody has a really crazy outgoing one like me, but I do feel like people want what you have when you're saying, look what God did for me. And the second thing is, I think people are more likely to believe you than they are the Bible, if they're not Bible-believing people, if that makes sense. 
So when they say, oh, well, I work with this girl, and she's saying that God did such and such for her, maybe that's true. And so by celebrating with our words, we're opening up, like you said, opportunities for other people who don't know him. And what was the third thing you wanted to share? The last thing I wanted to share is that praise is on the lips of those who know him. So when we see the story, the shepherds are praising because they go and experience the birth, you know, the Messiah has been born, they experience for themselves, and they, in response, are praising and celebrating. And when we are walking with God, we will have those real life experiences. We have something to praise him about because he will continually reveal himself to us and it's he's worthy of our praise. But one of the things I was thinking is sometimes that generally in the times that I've talked to people who don't believe in God, one thing really stands out to me every time. Now, some people, they they have maybe grown up in the faith and walked away from it. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that really stands out for me, for me in, in the individuals I've talked to is that I just, my thought is when I'm talking to them is they're saying these things about the faith because they don't know God. Like right. they've never experienced him. They may have had a tragic life situation and they assume God's bad because of something bad that's happened to them, but they don't have a real firsthand knowledge because Susie, what keeps me kind of in the faith because I've gone through some really tough things that I'm like, "Mm." I've been tempted before to just say, you know what, I'm done. But it's like, I can't walk away from God because I know and I believe and he has as many hard things as he's allowed me to go through. There have also been so many moments that that he's so worthy of my praise, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like what the shepherds hear—they experience the Savior, um, they experience what the the angels are telling them about, and his praise is on their lips because they actually experience him. And so it's just sort of this idea that praise comes when we truly follow and walk with God because we experience his goodness he reveals who he truly is through you know we've been talking about miraculous you know situations miracles can be for a lot of different reasons but one of the reasons is they reveal who he really is yeah his greatness his power his nature mm-hmm. who he is and i love you know the scripture that comes to mind on that and i do not know where it is okay but it's oh taste and see that the lord he is good you know um unless we've tasted of it you know, because I've had family members walk away. And I'm like, they were raised in the same church I was. They read the same Bible I did. But they never tasted it. Like, I know. like Just like you said, even in my hardest day, it, it, doesn't, it really doesn't occur to me to walk away from the Lord. Um, because I'm like, you know, just like the disciples said, he said, are y'all going to walk away too? And they said, where can we go, God? Because you alone have the words of life. Like, there's just nowhere else to run. And I don't want to go anywhere else. And so our lives, when we have really tasted him, we can't help but praise. Even on our, like I said, even on our hardest days, I've had some hard ones. Um, we can't help but praise. And that's what's going to continue to transform the world is continuing just like they did on that very first night when Jesus came. We've had Jesus for all these years, but continuing to proclaim him from a heart that has known him. People can tell the difference. They can tell if you're like, I have memorized this passage and I am now, you know, or maybe, I don't know if you ever gave out tracts with your church. Um, We are old fashioned like that. So I used to go door to door on Saturdays and hand out tracts with my now husband. I hated it. I did not want to go up to the door. (laughs) He, He always walked in front of me. 
But it's he didn't just read tracts, but it just reminds me of like people would come read you the four spiritual laws or something, which there's nothing wrong with those. But it was like they had memorized how to say that. But maybe, and they maybe had all the zeal in the world, but they didn't have the life experience to back that up. And so it's so cool when God can change a life because they see somebody celebrating who has actually lived through a hard time, and yet the praises of God are still on their lips. So um, as we conclude tonight, um, I just want to pray for us. Um, but was there anything else you wanted to say before we do that? Yeah, you, um, um, you, you read my mind. I wanted to say one more thing. It tells us that they went around telling people about what they had seen and heard, and the people were amazed. But it tells us um, that these people were amazed, but that's where it ended. They didn't go to actually see for right. themselves. <laughs> they didn't investigate. And I think what really stands out to me when I look at the shepherds is that the miracles of God, this miracle of the angel appearing, um, the miracle of the birth of the Messiah, that cannot be attributed to anything man did. That was God's work alone. But the shepherds did have a part to play and they, it said they hurried to go and see this Messiah when they heard you know, this message from the angels, they hurried to go and see, like they exerted their own effort. And I think in what we've been talking about with living a life of praise, and we will have those moments where um, we will have miraculous things occur and we will see God, you know, not even necessarily huge, you know, just privately sometimes in our own personal lives, he'll just show up for us in ways that we can't really even, you know, I don't know that I can even put into words some of the ways, like in tragedies, you know, God has, God's spirit has comforted me and things that he's just done for me. Um, but part, part of those, um, those coming is, of course, those are works of God, but they are there because I'm, I'm actively not perfectly, but walking with God and the shepherds that there's an effort exerted on their part. Right. They're seeking after and they find what they're looking for because i mean it's the same with the wise men it's the same with you know a lot of the other individuals we've been talking about it's just doing there is a doing component these miracles cannot be attributed to anyone else other than god but the shepherds have something to praise god for because they are you know and certainly miracles can draw people into the faith and you know there's a lot of different reasons but certainly if we're we're you know we're wanting those praiseworthy moments, um, there's an effort of wanting to know Jesus, walking with Him, and yeah, those moments are going to come. I think it's a way to summarize it would just be to you know He initiates and we respond, and if we respond, that's when we have something to celebrate about. You know, that's an enduring celebration. Right. Um, nobody celebrate or nobody really remembers like man I heard this thing one time it was real cool <laughs> they celebrate and they remember things that they experienced and so as we're seeking the Lord responding to him then he gives us more experiences to celebrate mm -hmm. so let's pray and ask God to um, you know to help us to have a celebratory heart that would draw people to him God we love you we thank you tonight for this amazing series that was birthed in Carol's heart and then confirmed the very next day on the radio. I love when you, you're listening to a radio station you didn't even listen to, and that's the one that God chooses to speak through. God, you do so many little things like that that just keep pointing us to you, God, and we certainly do have so many reasons to celebrate. The celebration didn't stop when the angels and the shepherds and the wise men 
and Mary and Joseph saw what you did. But the celebration is continuing today that we have a Messiah who not only came to earth, but came to die. You knew the whole time that that was your responsibility and you came, you chose to take on flesh and to take on rejection and to take on difficulties, but you came to die. What greater reason could we have to celebrate than then you've washed our sins away? Thank you, Jesus. I pray for anyone who just happens to find this podcast that does not know you, God, to hear the urgency in these two voices right here saying that we have tasted, we have seen, and we know that this story is true. And those that um, maybe are, are believers but are doubting right now or struggling or just feel like that this story or the passion of the Christ are commonplace, God, that you would renew in us an excitement and a passion that will help us in turn excite the world and draw them to you, God. We thank you for who you are, God, and we believe that you're going to do everything you said you would do. In Jesus' name, amen.